Welcome to Navigating Real Estate, where we discuss the skills, strategies, and success mindset you need to become a top producing real estate broker. I'm your host, Ryan Bucola. Today, we'll be talking about finding, finding investment opportunities in every market. Our special guest is Tenley Houghton. Let's get started. Tenley was born and raised in Susanville, California. She is a fourth generation educator embracing the tenacious industry of real estate for over five years. She thrives on building long-lasting relationships that honor both immediate and future objectives of her clients. Tenley, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm really ex excited to explore this topic as you're one of my favorites, how to find the opportunity. Who moved the cheese? This is what we're going to talk about today. Mm. I know you're passionate about investments and wealth portfolios, and we're stoked to have you here. Yeah, thanks again for having me. Yeah. First off, we're in a shifting market. Mm -hmm. Mortgage rates are part of the story. Inventory is part of the story. Transactions are slowing across the board. A lot of buyers, even in the higher ends of the wealth spectrum, are leery and a little gun shy. What's the deal? What are you seeing? Yeah, well, I'm not going to say what everybody thinks I'm going to say and buy a house in 2023, um, but it, there could be opportunity out there. It's just um, we are have to completely re-strategize from what we've seen in the last two years. And um, we are seeing these interest rates that are yo-yoing, and we are seeing house inventory still at, um, you know, it's improved, but it doesn't look like it's going to improve to the level of 16 months, which it was in 2008, right before it all came down or right as it was all coming down, um, because we just are living in a different time. So um, I'd like to just share on how we find the opportunities and what we're dealing with and kind of what some of the investors that I work with and, um, and real estate agents that I work with across the nation are kind of dealing with right now. That's great. That's great. Uh, rates are starting to ease just a little bit from, from their peak of, you know, a little bit ago. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of yo-yoing. We're going to see some yo-yoing in rates. We're going to see yo-yoing in prices, yo-yoing in predictions of where the market's yeah. going to go. So <clears throat> this is where um, when I sit down with somebody new, for instance, this is where we talk a lot about the baseline. Like what is, I mean, I think it's being shy of 30% of your income should be what your mortgage is if you're buying the home to live in it. Now, that may be changing pretty quickly as well because some of our jobs aren't as stable as they used to do or used to be, excuse me. Um, you know, uh, Elon Musk is setting the tone for the um, tech world. You know, he fired half of Twitter and then required the other half to come back to work. And then the other half didn't half of that didn't come back to work. Right. And he said, OK, no worries. So he really set the tone and we're seeing that across Facebook. We're seeing that in Google. We're seeing that in all these tech worlds. And it's specific to Bend who saw so much remote come to town. Um, we're seeing, you know, a little bit of a scare of where, where these purchases were made in the last two years and what they're going to do with them. And, you know, diving more into that is, is the investors that invested, 
um, with the mindset that they could have an Airbnb or the mindset that they were going to rent it out. And, you know, I spoke with a property management company yesterday and rents are at rent vacancy is at 3.8%, which is the highest I've seen it in the last five years. And rent um, rates are declining at 5%. Yeah, And so um, those purchases in the last two years as investments um, aren't looking as good as they did two years ago. Yeah. 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 You better have put some money down. Right. right? And there was a lot of cash. There was a lot of cash that came in. Yet, you know, the equity that that's the other side of the spectrum, which we have never really experienced in a recession is we have people that are in homes that are at two and a half percent that have, you know, six figures of equity in their homes. They're not going to foreclose on that right, home. Right. They've got options. Yeah. People so, don't walk from their own money. Yeah. They yeah. walk from other people's money. Yeah. yeah. And they're not going to move either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, that just brings in, again, the conversation of where the inventory is going to come from. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's a small pool. It is a very small pool. And we're, we're Ben's a relatively small market. Yeah. You know, and I think nationally, those those you know, the mountain West, you know, is really where we've seen this huge boom through COVID, right? Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. Denver, Bozeman, Missoula, Bend, Mm -hmm. Boise, people are having the same conversation and really in those smaller markets, these smaller markets, we all get a little tunnel vision and we forget to pick our heads up and look around and say, oh, same thing's happening there and there Mm -hmm. and there, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not just here. You touched about the the telecommuters that came to those areas. You know, I'm going to include those areas in this conversation. And, you know, I think Bend is the highest per capita remote work employees in the country, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Mm-hmm. No wonder you you can't get a good powder day around here. You right, know, everybody's right. on the mountain. Um, and I think it was prior to the pandemic as well. Yeah. 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 There, um, what are you seeing out there as far as different investment programs? Mm. You know, talk to us about what you're seeing from as a, you know, as a real estate professional, what that looks like. Yeah, this is a great conversation because, um, you know, when the market is shifting, what happens is everybody starts to get really creative. And, um, you know, the disruptors in the market are the ones that are going to start offering these arms and these, you know, increasing, you know, buy down at, at, at 4%, increase to 5% the next year, 6% the next year, and then you're going to get locked in at whatever the market trend is for that third year. So um, if you are an investor and you're really savvy in what your bottom line is and you know you're going to add value to a property, um, you have the potential to get in at a lower interest rate. Sometimes these are only for primary residents, but sometimes, especially in Bend, as a primary residence, there's still lots of opportunity to cash flow off of a primary home. And we can talk about that as well. But um, you know, if that's the case, you have to be as an investor or as a first time home buyer or as someone purchasing a home with one of those programs, you have to either be paired with a professional or be the professional that's watching these rates. I think they hit below six today, mm-hmm. which is the first time in you know, quite some time. Um, Will they stay there? I highly doubt it. You and I were at the impact conference. The feds need to raise more basis points. So what does that mean? That's going to be higher interest rates most likely. So again, I think we're going to be yo-yoing. And I think the 
golden rule for refinance is what 0.7 percent or you know three quarters of a point decrease mm -hmm. then it makes it makes sense and um yeah we're just gonna have to be doing a lot of numbers when it comes to opportunity costs <laughs> yeah and yeah. just be diligent yes just be diligent so let's back up let's just jump right into that you know you touched on making a primary residence cash flow mm -hmm. what does that look like yeah, well, it's never really looked like a thing in Bend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yet there have been people who have done it and done it really well. Um, there's a term called house hacking where you can rent out the rooms of your primary home um, and then it will either cushion or potentially cash flow. After one year in a primary loan, you're eligible for a new primary loan. And so you can then switch that home and into an investment and buy another home. So I work with a couple that's 25 years old and they're on their Fifth house. Fifth house. Fifth house. Now we're also getting creative because their strategy doesn't work in Bend anymore. So we're looking at mixed use buildings and commercial space. And what does that look like to um, transition now into a commercial loan? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting yeah. stuff. Five acquired properties by house hacking. 25 years old. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Right. So inventory is starting to grow. It's not huge. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing some increase in inventory. We're seeing some stale inventory, mm -hmm. some stuff that's been priced, that's sitting. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think it take, it's like a trickling effect. And sometimes the flow of that water is a, is a slow, slow trickle for the news to get to sellers that the market has shifted. Um, and then, you know, I think in best case, we want to be best case scenarios, right? Best case scenario, you're going to get highest, best and multiple offers for your home. But in this market, if you don't, um, you know, I mean, it's competitive in the way that if you don't have something that everybody wants, or you have something that needs a lot of repair, or you have something that th there's multiple things like that out there, you have c competition, which you never used to, um, then you have to re-strategize. And a lot of times that re-strategy, that, that refocus comes from price. Right. And if you're not ahead of the game in price, you're just chasing the market. And so we're seeing a lot of that right now. We're seeing a lot of homes that are sitting unwilling to chase the market and some that are chasing the market, but always a little behind. Yeah. As a survivor of the 2008 recession, it was really interesting to watch, um, you know, um, consumers take a long time to come to the reala realization that what they own isn't worth what they think it's worth. Mm -hmm. And then they chase it. Mm -hmm. And um, a savvy um, seller will go big and just make that cut, you know, cause it's virtually impossible to time the top or the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to, if you have a need, you just have to make the call and you have to get ahead of it. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, you can do death by $5,000 reductions. And then the next thing you know, you know, you're in a completely different season, a completely different market in mm -hmm. those five thousands, you know, and it just, it's a, it's a challenge. Well, and we quickly developed the mindset that 30 days on the market, the home has an issue. <laughs> right. I mean, and that has taken another, so that's another layer that we are unlearning from this past three years, you know, uh, mind you, as we just climbed to the rates that we never knew were imaginable and prices and competition and multiple offers and 
over asking, um, you know, offers at rates again, that we just never imagined. And so the correction of that is slow and, um, unlayering. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And I think that, um, I, you know, I think the conversation too, too, is that historically we're under the 50 year average of interest rates, mm -hmm. you know, but we've never seen such a fast increase of interest rates as well. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now what we have is a pricing problem. Mm -hmm. We really don't have an interest rate problem. We have a, we have a pricing problem. You know, 100%. we've had seen so much um, appreciation, and uh, but now there's no affordability. No affordability, and even you know, I was doing some numbers this morning, and you know, you take the average home sale price here in Bend, and you even put it at three and a half percent and pretend we were two years ago and getting it in. And, you know, maybe you could only put 3% down because you want to keep that capital and, you know, a $500,000 house in Bend definitely needs renovations. Um, so, uh, even in that standpoint right now, rents are decreasing to where that doesn't make sense. It right. makes more sense to rent. And with rent vacancy giving us more options, now we're looking at a lag where the correction has to happen. Yeah. And I think their conversation that is really interesting is historically Bend has had really low rents. Mm -hmm. I can remember in 2007, I had a brand new house down downtown and, you know, we couldn't rent it for $900 a month. You know, you go to Corvallis where there's a, where the university was at, it'd be that same property would be 1450 a month or mm -hmm. so, you know, the, the increase in rents that we've seen here are, are very new to this marketplace. Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen a big run up in, in cost. And so, um, let's change, let's change, let's go, um, national global. Let's talk about, you know, you, to guide your investment clients in this marketplace, you have to have a pretty strong and keen understanding of markets and economic drivers, both nationally, locally, globally. How do you stay up on it all? Well, just a really big um, referral network and, you know, phone calls, lots of phone calls. Um, I, you know, I just talked to an agent in Tennessee yesterday and just getting his mindset of where he's at and how the market's doing over there. Um, you know, we saw, you could still get the 1% rule in Chattanooga five years ago, and that doesn't exist anymore yet. There's still opportunity, um, because what we kind of honed into is the opportunity for 2023 is cash flow. And you can't really, you can't debate cash flow. If it cash flows, it can be really smart. So w how do you get creative to cash flow on properties? And what does that look like in a place like Bend, Oregon? And what does that look like anywhere else somebody's purchasing? And um, we came up with some good strategies for that. Good. Yeah. You want to share one or two? Sure, sure. Um, I think... You know, without giving away everything, um, you know, knowing your bottom line is really, really important. I just want to preference that because, you know, the conversation I have with all my clients is let's talk three years, let's talk five years, let's talk 10 years. Um, if And let's talk all those hopes and dreams that you have in the works, you know, five of them fall out. <laughs> Are you still okay in this house? Um, and the way that we purchase homes, you know, is like where, you know, does it have an ADU? Can you add a roommate? Um, water, like, wow, let's talk about water in Central Oregon. I mean, it's liquid gold to some yeah, degree. Hot topic. Yeah, hot topic and will only get hotter. And um, I think that 
just finding those things. You know, I have uh, someone up north that just acquired nine more acres of um, water, and they're looking for hay farmers from up in Madras who are losing their water to come down and offer to then just uh, crop hay on their mm-hmm. on their land, and then also boarding horses is another thing. Did you know you could get nine hundred dollars a month for a horse on no. acre? Yeah, no. <laughs> pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you just, I mean, if you have a shop, you can rent out shop space. Um, You can rent out if you have space for RVs. I mean, we have a storage crisis in this area. So if you have storage to offer, that's a really great thing. I won't tell you any of the things that break the code because I know Dan too well in the (laughs) county. (laughs) Well, what I think I'm hearing you say is that there are opportunities for offsetting income, creating income, um, mm-hmm. um, but people want to have to get creative with their properties, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They want, they want to have to have a need to rent out that RV pad, to rent out that shop in the, in that spot in the shop or mm-hmm. to sublet their water rights or whatever that looks like. They have to want to be creative to, to do those things, but there, there are opportunities across the board to do so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's really fantastic. All right, let's drill back down into Ben. We've got some new development projects, some zoning changes and amenities on the horizon. And there's a real push for attainable and affordable housing and density in certain areas of town. How are these factors affecting investment opportunities locally? Yeah, well, I mean, affordability is the topic we should only be focusing on, really. You know, I mean, it's if you are in Bend and you like I've been to urgent care too many times in the past three months with my eight-year-old. Everybody's safe now, but it's just where we've had to go. Um, they're everywhere strapped for labor. I mean, uh, auto shop. Uh, I've got three weeks out on a car with a tire issue. <laughs> three weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, so affordability is a big conversation to have because it's starting to affect the quality of life that people moved here to Bend for. That's happening na- nationally as well. Yet... Um, you know, that's not the push that we're seeing in the development. The development we're seeing, you know, mixed use uh, properties going in. We're seeing multifamily properties going in at a scale that Ben's never seen before. Um, now, is ownership opportunity going to be in any of those? Probably not. You yeah. know, they're going to be long term holds for these developers and they're not going to be affordable living. They're going to be the new posh spot. Mm-hmm. Um, we need it because we need the density. And if we don't have the density, then we'll have to grow out and we don't want to lose. You know, I think don't quote me on this, but I'm going to say it <laughs> um, that Oregon has three percent residential land. And like, what an amazing statistic, if it's even close to that, right? Right. Like, that's pretty cool. And so to protect the land in Oregon, you know, I moved here from Texas where it was all private. You didn't have access to anything. We were so fortunate to have the land that we do. The public Um, land. Yeah. yeah. And so people will continue to move to Oregon because of that and because of the resources we have. Yet... um, Without the affordability, we're not going to have the infrastructure to keep the restaurants running, the hospital, you know, in motion and all the things we need to continue with the quality of life here. Yeah. 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 The affordable housing thing is so hard. You know, I mean, when we talk about development, you know, the basis of all development is dirt, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what's the dirt cost, Mm -hmm. you know, and in appreciating markets, Mm -hmm. the, the dirt gets really expensive. And then in contraction, that's where, you know, that's where the savings happens, right? So that old that old adage of, 
you make your money on the buy mm -hmm. and not on the sale. And so at a very basic level in that conversation with the city or the county or those nonprofits that are in the state that are trying to bring um, affordable housing, it, like it all starts in the acquisition of dirt, mm -hmm. which is really an interesting thought. And everybody jumps up and down for affordable housing, but you know, sticks cost what they cost labor costs what it costs right and then you know the dirt and when we when we in 2008 we were selling lots for ten thousand dollars across the board whether it was oregon washington idaho it was a full reset on the dirt mm -hmm. and now those lots are two hundred thousand mm -hmm. and so how do well, we and you don't even want to talk about what the prices of the central district what even the city purchased right. some of that land yeah. for it's, yeah it's insane yeah. and so and when we talk about affordable housing, mm -hmm. how do we, there's always, there's, you know, mm -hmm. people like we were talking about, consumers have a hard time coming to terms with what their things are worth in contracting markets. And, mm -hmm. you know, so what I see is in, in, you know, in the contracting markets, in the recessions, that's when we see schools being built, mm -hmm. um, road improvement, you know, the, the government continues to spend money in the recessions and that's where the opportunity comes to really implement the programs mm -hmm. for affordable housing. Mm -hmm. I'm not an affordable housing specialist, but mm -hmm. I just know what, mm -hmm. from a development standpoint, what things cost. And um, mm -hmm. it's it's a big challenge. And, and it's and it's not specific to Bend. No, you know, we go to you go to Tahoe, you go to any kind of resort community like we are i would consider us a working resort town right and um you know we have a bigger population than most resort towns but we have fishing we have skiing we have golf we have you know vacation resort um communities and it's uh it's a challenge it's a challenge everywhere it really yeah. is yeah. and with the you know the longer we set into this recession i think some correction that will continue to happen is in those markets and potentially some maybe there's some creative plays within you know where the vacation um resorts and something i don't know grants from the government you know whatever direction we can go with it but those are the those are the areas that get hurt the first yeah and so maybe there's some kind of movement that can happen yeah. in support but yeah yeah there's yeah. lots lots to talk about there how important are your connections in the broader industry those folks that are out there seeing the effects of our, our current market conditions, but maybe from a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, this these were some important calls that I had yesterday. Um, you know, property management here in Oregon, if you're a real estate agent, you can't also be a property manager. That's different than in a lot of states. Um, so you have to have a good uh, referral network with some property managers to know what's going on in the rental market. Even further than that, like with the vacation homes, you know, we had such a surplus for need for these vacation homes two years ago, and now they're all on Furnished Finder <laughs> trying to get rented out. I put one on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. well, it's saturated <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, it's tough. And so um, having those conversations and knowing that, you know, the cleaners for that industry has one scheduled cleaning for the month when they used to have 30, um, you know, it's a drastic, drastic change going on. So I foresee, um, you know, some of those furnished 
furnished rentals, uh, Airbnb style going on the market here and trying to get what they can on their equity sooner than later because they can't get it what the, what they need in rent and it's mm-hmm. not going to produce what it once did. Yeah. And a lot of those acquisitions are made, you know, you have the value of the property and then you have the value of the book, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. if that book goes away and the property value contracts mm-hmm. and it's, it's a double a double whammy mm-hmm. yeah but you know i will say real estate is a long-term play right it's not a get rich fast scheme or anything like that if, if you're in it um i would hope you'd be in it for the long term and so we just have to know that right now is temporary as well and so the yes get creative have a plan um if you have to sell you know call me no yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely and, yeah and then also you uh there's there's opportunity if you hold and you have the ability to hold and what will come on the other end. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent because, you know, you know, we can make money short term, but there are no guarantees, right? Mm-hmm. Cause the market shifts so fast. I think we can all agree that this shift was like a light switch, mm-hmm. you know, mother's day. We came to work on Monday and rates were on the move and there was triage, right? And it mm-hmm. just, it just started there. The other thing that I think is really interesting, and we talked about the opportunities in, in markets and you were, you know, markets are so herd mentality driven, mm-hmm. you know, like a year ago when rates were 3%, everybody was waving around cash and paying 50,000 over and now rates are up. Those people may probably still have cash and prices are coming off. Mm-hmm. Still, it's slow. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. Mm-hmm. When the when the when the ship takes on water, the rats leave the ship. Right. Right. Yeah. And so, really, that is really when the opportunities ha- happen. Mm-hmm. And so, when everybody else is um, thinking about something else, that's where, where the opportunity. And I really see in the next coming year. I don't know what it looks like, but we have so many micro markets. And you talked mm-hmm. about the micro markets on a on a on in a category of how to create income in those little micro opportunities. Mm-hmm. But we have micro markets just in our local real estate market, you know, and watching those opportunities happen where there's maybe a segment of a market that's just really sitting mm-hmm. like, Ooh, we can, maybe we can go in there and mm-hmm. poke a hole in that and find some opportunities. Yeah. I would definitely be looking right now, um, for vacant homes, right. Going into the winter, nobody wants their home on the market in the winter vacant. Um, I would be looking for, I'd be having the conversations with sellers or having your agents having the conversations with sellers that if there's divorce, if there's death, or if there's job change, you know, those are, those are, yes, we need to sell. So people who are in the position where they have to sell in this moment, there's opportunity there. And then, yes, like you were saying in these micro markets, you know, Bend has a lot of the development from the 70s and 80s that's like ready for some love. Mm -hmm. And um, and that's another really beautiful way. You know, it's a hard thing to say appreciation right now. But if you're buying it as a primary or buying it to um, maybe uh, value add and get the rinse up or something like that to where you can, the numbers make sense and it's a long-term hold, if you're adding value to it, eventually it's going to appreciate. I mean, we're way higher in prices than we were in 2009, 10, 11. So that's just the way of the... the real estate world. The redevelopment play is such an interesting play. Um, you know, you talked about all the development here from the 70s. And 
I was just in San Jose, which is a major metropolitan market, right? And, you know, you go to a place where things, you can't think that things are going to get any more expensive, <laughs> you know, three bedroom, two bath, mm-hmm. beautiful linoleum with fluorescent lights is like, yeah. you know, $1.8 million. <laughs> and, and then you see developers come in and knock down three or four of them and like really do a mm-hmm. dense project. And, um, and then you come back to Ben and you're like, there's got to be opportunity. Mm-hmm. How do we do this? Right. Yeah. And so um, I think that those are those are always things that I'm pondering as I'm, right. you know, driving through Midtown. Yep. And you know. what happened with the Central District happened so fast. I mean, they they put it up that the Central District was approved. And now all that land has been either monopolized in little categories or sold, sometimes sold twice over already. Yeah. And it's been wild. That was a year year movement. And then, you know, we have little pockets that are now rezoned and zoned as multifamily, but still have single dwellings on them. I see the same thing happening. You know, if you work for developers and you're acquiring property, you're going to knock on four da- four doors and everybody's going to get an offer. And or maybe there'll be that one person that stays. That's happened in Austin. I was in Austin in the big boom. And you'd have the one the one house in the middle of the development that never sold and never will. And that's, you know, that's character. Yeah, that yeah. is character. <laughs> well said. Well said. Tenley, um... Talk to us about resources for potential investors. Yeah, I mean, I'll give I'll give my favorite, and my absolute favorite is Carl's Mortgage App. And you know, I'm sorry to all the title companies I work with. I know everybody has their app on on how to, um, you know, punch in the interest and get your principal and how much down. This one, you know, it's basic, it's easy. You can put your costs in monthly. You can put your taxes in. You can put expenditures in there, and it's going to give you a really good, clear picture of what that monthly fee is going to look like. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Another one, um, you know, I'll just give two more because I think that this, these are two that I give to all my investor clients. Um, one, if, if they're looking at any Airbnbs to get onto AirDNA and to look up the zip codes that they're um, interested in inquiring in, because that's going to give them some good insight of who their competition is and where the gaps are. And then the last one is my favorite one because, you know, if you're investing in real estate, you're hopefully investing in real estate because it's a depreciating asset and it's helping you on your taxes tremendously. Um, And so to further help you with that, there is a cost segregation website called KBKJ, or excuse me, KBKG, and that's going to give you a great breakdown of a cost segregation on your home and your appliances and anything else that may be depreciating within your home to help your CPA out. Fantastic. Yeah. Tenley, what a phenomenal conversation. Thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate your your thought and your foresight. It's really, your knowledge is incredible. Uh, We'll talk to you next time on Navigating Real Estate. Listen, follow, and drop us a review. Your feedback means a lot. And if you like what you're hearing, please share it with your real estate community.